interesting than the, you know, freshman lit class musings about the author's intent. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it, it's to me, I wish, I wish more composers would talk process, but sadly, because of, you know, copyright and all the rest of that, that, and also just the amount of intellectual property theft, you know, it's a, a lot of people feel scared about doing so. Yeah. Um, or being called out for doing something differently than everybody because everybody has a variation and an opinion and it just keeps rolling down. But well, I think that, I mean, something that isn't probably as well known, like, I guess to like the mass public, mm -hmm. but like every composer knows it. We're stealing everything. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's you. You can't be truly original. Yeah. I mean, it, it's you can come up with something that hasn't been written down, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean somebody else hasn't had the idea, worked it over in their head three dozen times, and just yeah. went on to something else. Right. Yeah. Well, that's that's the unintentional stealing. But then yeah. there's so much intentional. Oh stealing. yeah, and then the intentional. <laughs> I mean, it it it's everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's yeah. and. Like and there's no real recourse as an individual versus Disney, you know. Right. Well, although they're they're arguably eh, one of the the largest components of why that is the case that it is now. <laughs> um, uh, but I mean, yeah. I I steal ideas mm -hmm. a lot. Oh yeah. Which like I'm not worried about copyright unless it's like mm -hmm. super close yeah like yeah i mean it, it's there's there is a difference between you know reproduction adaptation and inspiration yeah of you can take an idea and like i mean frequently if i run into a roadblock i'll you know take a snippet you know three bars of something mm -hmm. and just break it into a million variations yeah, yeah. in my head and then just find something that leads me down that path. And, yeah. and you know, that is a, a way to overcome the blank page effect, mm -hmm. you know, or, uh, you know, any kind of blockage is just start doing things that make no sense with it. Right, yeah. And your brain will tell you, hey, if you just do these two things, then it'll be what you want. Yeah, yeah. And so... And that's, and that's a, like, a good theft. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I guess, you know, for me... I, I've I've always kind of liked to find the hardest way to do, you know, some yeah. parts of a thing so that I can better learn the variety of tools that are actually available or ways to use sure. those tools. And and so for me I try you know, really hard not to to take something ever verbatim. Like even like when right. I get, you know, given a job to like do a arrangement for a group of like a hymn for a church or something like that. I'll try to to still go away from what the original idea was mm. just enough to make it at least more interesting to the audience and the musicians who've heard it mm. hundreds of times. Yeah. But also it's just it's just more fun that way. But you know, I I see all the people who are doing it outright and you know it's some of it i see is just kind of the desperation of yeah some people but at the same time i'm sure there's plenty of people just like there are plenty of people who operate like scam phone companies and stuff right there's just people who do the outright theft because that's the easiest way to do it yeah but 
I what it ruins is people's ability to adapt things like fan fiction mm-hmm. of of being able to publish their stuff um, yeah. and then make it available for people to to enjoy um like right now with YouTube it's just uh, YouTube and all of the social media sites that they have an enormous amount of nonsense. power yeah. um just absolutely and it might be getting worse. Oh, and it is. I mean, um, and it's like well, it, like they're they're going to add another thing that's yeah. going to be and that essentially gets rid of covers on yeah. YouTube uh, almost is, entirely. Uh, I mean, it, it's you know, back in the late '90s, Metallica had a, a lawsuit that got thrown <laughs> out where they tried to copyright a chord change, mm-hmm. and in that case, the judge knew enough. Yeah. To be able to say, you know, you can't copyright an element. Right, yeah. Um, and it's or like patent. I think they were trying to patent it or right. something like that. And it's but, like, you know, it, oh, hey, we're this, uh, we have this <laughs> logo that's just a triangle and you uh-huh. can't use it. You yeah. can't copyright a triangle. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> at this point, they have so much power in these large corporations mm-hmm. and their law firms that are associated with them and all the shell companies. I mean, it goes down the yeah. line. And then the judges know so little. I mm-hmm. mean, it's like when you watch Congress, you know, in, in almost every country, trying to debate internet, you know, just, I mean, internet legislation broadly, but especially mm-hmm. when it comes to copyright infringement, they're literally just taking the documents given to them and they don't know mm-hmm. enough to recognize misrepresentation um mm. and you know especially in america it's they they have to put so much time into campaign fundraising i mean it, mm. it's crazy um i mean it like 14 hours a week or i mean not a week a day of doing that and then like two hours of anything actually worthwhile mm. um but it, it's it's so difficult for individuals to really do much um and not run the risk of somebody somewhere stealing it yeah um and so and the legislation has generally trended more and more into their favor of disney and warner brothers and i mean the major corporations in it sure and since facebook and google and all of the so, you know, just all of these advertisers and social mm-hmm. media platforms, which are advertising, you know, based almost entirely, mm-hmm. that they run the, you know, the the position of being publisher and owner and gatekeeper and, you know, on and on down the line of things that used to be legally mandated to be separated to an extent. Mm-hmm. That I mean, it's this is just outside of the fact that they're just gigantic monopolies, but <laughs> it, it's there's just not a lot of room for an individual to bring a case against them and hope to get anything other than like I was reading one thing. It's like, uh, you know, you, you probably average get like a thousand dollars for like 200 hours of actually, you know, preparing and court time, not counting yeah. lawyers fees or any of the rest of that just to press a case. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just as easy as pressing it against, you know, Sony. Mm-hmm. You have to go against all the little subsidiaries and all the rest yeah. of that that own the, you know, and well, it's, it's also the fact that, yeah. like, most of the time a case doesn't go mm-hmm. to court yeah. anyways. Almost so. all of them get settled out of court with, you know, yeah, <laughs> it, it's, 
it's sad how it goes. But, um, but in general, when it comes to adapting things in particular, I mean, it, clamping down on that's everything that copyright was not supposed to do in its original intent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was supposed to be short enough that you could actually have people, you know, come up with their own versions of things and mm-hmm. continue ideas on and yeah. you know, develop and evolve. But, um, uh, have you ever made you know, something it, that you're kind of like worried about? Mm-hmm. Uh, there, um, yes. so one of the pieces that we're actually working on now, uh, icicles mm-hmm. is, um, which you can find on our January power cycle. <laughs> uh, yep, <laughs> yep. Um, very true, but there's, uh, a song from the Fez mm-hmm. soundtrack, um, mm-hmm. that like, as I was working on the song, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is sounding a little bit like that. (laughs) And so I think part of my brain went like, hey, try not to Mm -hmm. steal from that. But then the other part of my brain was like, but it's good. Do it. But it's really nice. (laughs) And so the more more that I worked on it, the more that I think the other part of my brain Mm -hmm. was like, this is heavily inspired by it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, And it's like... I wasn't trying to steal it Mm -hmm. and it sounds different enough to not be, Uh, but it's like, it's still enough that I guess for me creatively, Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is is just a little too close for me. Like it's still far enough (laughs) that I'm okay with it, but Uh, it's just like just close enough that it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. (laughs) I I hear you. Cause I mean, I have, yeah, most recently I have a chamber piece uh, that's um, a trio that I was working on and the, one of the melodies in it and one of the harmonies in it just, like, I can hear the original in my head. It no longer in any way resembles mm. the thing that inspired it, but I still hear that yeah, in the yeah. background, and nobody else is going to notice it. No computer is going to see the progression right, of how yeah. I got to there, but I still hear that chord change and that melody in mm. the original form, but, you know, it, it's... It's. I guess there there is kind of a process of learning to like figure out where that line is yeah. for you and and be able to tell like okay so how much of this is just me seeing what I did, mm-hmm. but you know at the same time like you know it's it, it's kind of like just with all the amateur music out there of just all the all the adapt you know ad, fanfics and stuff yeah yeah I mean some of that stuff is just mind bogglingly good. Mm-hmm. And who's to say that it's not better than or that the author wouldn't enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's it's with the way things are, like Creative Commons is kind of a start, but I mean it it's with ideas like that, it's things are so commercially driven at this point and there's so much free stuff out there and all the rest of yeah. it that it's like there's definitely a good place for it and I want to see it succeed and grow as concepts, but it still has its flaws of like, okay, so now everybody can have everything and how do the people who went to school for it continue to find a place? We still need to take money. Part that I was going to say was just that, you know, there's there's a conversation definitely to be had about finding a a path that helps support Mm -hmm. 
you yeah. know, both camps. And I and I see a bit of that growing with Patreon and all mm-hmm. of the rest of that of, you know, you like my stuff enough, you know, five bucks a month is wonderful. You know, just yeah. those little things, I mean, do add up. And it's, you know, it, part of it to me for like the professional side of it or the people who just worked hard enough to be professional at it, mm-hmm. whether or not they went to school, um, is learning to see those auxiliary you know, tangential fields to yours mm-hmm. and learn how to better interact with those. Because like for me, composition is kind of like clockmaking of like you're really learning to just absolutely time things out, mm-hmm. you know, to the milliseconds and split milliseconds. Yeah. Because, you know, your brain can't count those individual moments, but you can hear when it sounds off. Yeah. And... All those little things that contribute to what makes the pacing of a film or the pacing of a song mm. like matter, you know, is really deeply embedded into all of the layers of skills and critical thinking skills that make mm-hmm. up composition. Yeah. And then when you learn the math to actually describe that, it translates to video, it translates to lighting, it translates to electronics and computer programming. Mm. You know, it's the math of a sine wave is very pervasive. Mm. And and so, you know, you just, you know, learn you some algebra, algebra trig and calculus <laughs> and go to town. I mean, and that's where, you know, things like Max and all that are wonderful. But that's, mm. I, you know, it's the things that have always really blown me away were like the especially like the community collaboration type stuff where yeah. you get like an AMV or an FMV or a you know, sure. video game or any of the rest of it. And you have somebody taking the score, rearranging it or group of people, you know, mm-hmm. and remixing it or, or writing their own orchestrations to it to right. blend in. And, you know, all the people who develop the, you know, the plotting and all the, mm-hmm. you know, scenes that they, yeah, especially the people who do like their own 3D modeling and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to like really build up a, you know, just, I mean, really yeah. amazing work. Uh, a friend was uh, telling me about, uh, hello, Andy, shout out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was telling me about, uh, have you heard of Beyond Skyrim? Uh, I don't it's, know that I have. Actually. It's a mod community that uh, they're essentially building just the rest of Tamriel with <laughs> oh, wow. like a, just uh-huh. through a Skyrim mod. That's, that's amazing. Um, that's, and it's just like that's a cool. community of remote people, mm-hmm. like doing all of the landscapes mm-hmm. and the rendering and the oh. music. Someone, uh, there's this composer <laughs> awesome. that like uh-huh. made a whole section for Bruma, which is wow. just the, the North yeah. part of Cyrodiil. That's so awesome. Uh, uh, this, this is getting real nerdy, uh, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but it's like an hour's worth of music for like the Bruma area, yeah. And it's just like you're just ex- extending mm-hmm. Skyrim like slightly down, yeah. But but yeah. I mean, but it's you know that kind of time and everything. It's I mean, it's it's amazing just the quality that can mm-hmm. come out of those and. You know, it's I, I want to keep seeing that, you mm-hmm. know, in, in just the creative world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this this is such a time of shift in general, um, you know, just where, you know, the music industry is, 
at least a few years ago, it was three quarters of what it had been at its peak in the 90s mm-hmm. before everything just started just disintegrating at the seams. Right. Um, and, you know, I think we're a long way from a real stable ground, mm. but I do see it kind of settling out. But they, they, the corporate model is really maladaptive at the moment to, yeah. I mean, the, the way that they treat artists and all the rest of it's kind of i mean it's not far from how it's always been sure but it's i mean it's people trying to out compete what you can pay for you know in an overseas market or anything Mm. else and it's it's just going to continue to be tough yeah um but i still think there's plenty of rooms and niche you know niches for people Mm -hmm. um to be able to find yeah, you know, purchase. Yeah. I mean, it just There's because also it, plenty of niche, yeah, for for everyone to purchase. If you haven't <laughs> yet read the Spake Sarathustra, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I actually haven't. But. Which it, it, <laughs> it's actually really, uh, uh, Satra is just fun. I mean, <laughs> just he, he, I don't know. Existentialism is just fun. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, with the corporate model thing, uh, I have been really disappointed in the film industry Mm -hmm. and like the yeah not as much the games industry because (laughs) this year was really good for games Mm -hmm. um yes it was (laughs) but uh just can we just make something new please yeah Uh, i'm i'm this this diving through sequels just trying to squeeze every last penny out i mean the marvel stuff is fun and I understand why they're doing a lot, you know, that that mm. kind of thing where it, they are trying to plan out a meta narrative. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when it starts to look, I mean, not not with Marvel specifically, just broadly now, of I mean, just when it starts to look like the Disney rehashes, like Aladdin six kind of thing, yeah, you know, or Land Before Time, you know, sixteen or whatever right. number they're well, on. and that's something um, that you know, it, it's. I mean, it's okay, but should it take up all the oxygen in the room? The yeah. way that, like, I don't mind companies doing that. It's just when they don't do, when they do it in exclusion of every other project and every other original idea right. that gets brought through Sundance or that you can find shorts mm. on YouTube or whatever, like, you know, Netflix may not have the most sound business model at the moment, <laughs> but they're doing something that's kind of needed to be done of like, let's see what's out there. Right. Because otherwise it's... Except for canceling all of the good Marvel uh, yeah, shows. and true. And, <laughs> and But I mean, even with the Marvel stuff though, I mean, it, it's... They gave teams that otherwise wouldn't mm-hmm. have gotten those yeah, yeah. jobs a different kind of medium to mm-hmm. explore it through. And, you know, great for them. I mean, yeah. like, and I, I see a lot of that being kind of where things end up, but... My, you know, I haven't played nearly enough video games recently, but I, I do hope to hear more, just more and more original scoring out of it and more experimentation and less of the Hollywood soundtrack model of like the, the, you know, the inception blah, (laughs) Um, like I love bassoons and trombones so much, but that sound is far from the only thing they can do. Sure, yeah. Um, and you know, I I would love to curse you, Hans Zimmer, but also yeah. bless you, Hans yeah. Zimmer. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, and 
Uh, and kind of on our original topic, a little bit of just uh, on the, you know, stealing and theft of, <laughs> you know, Hans Zimmer and um, John Williams in particular, so much of their music is taken from composers of the 1850s on. Yeah, yeah. And nobody that blinks Star an Wars eye and it the, seems uh... like it's almost a anathema even in like academic circles to just point that out of mm -hmm. like you know how much of star wars was lifted pretty directly from stravinsky um mm. i mean and it sounds good though you know i mean yeah, yeah. Uh, and he did uh, you know i i've sat down at least with that part of star wars and uh, everything that i'm thinking yeah, of, yeah. um in empire ba, 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 ba. Um, yep but <laughs> and an empire like some of the space themes were taken from i think it was petrushka i may it may be right of mm. spring but it was one of those two um He's but especially some spine. of the the ambient <laughs> incidental stuff mm -hmm. that a lot of that was was taken from you know people like Stravinsky who did it really well and he mm -hmm. just changed a few things and other th you know yeah and it came out fine you yeah know? And, and again we know and fit really well <laughs> composers yeah. know well enough to mm -hmm. you know shift yeah. it enough to be different but mm -hmm. like it also kind of makes me think of uh, parody yeah like. Yeah. Whenever people make parody, mm -hmm. it's like so close. Yeah. It's so close. And and parody to but me, but it's it's just enough. Like if somebody <laughs> ever takes my work and makes a parody of it or and has fun with it, happy day. Like yeah. I will feel yeah. like I have succeeded and done something mm. worth remembering. Um, but you know, even if it's just somebody borrows it for their fan site, whatever. Yeah, you know, I at this point, like I've kind of adjusted my own personal model to you know one slowed down by you know mental health but the you know in general is is just putting most things that will never get played mm -hmm. in a regular setting like i mean like academic music you know mm -hmm. you may have a really neat piece that gets played at your you know graduate comp recital and yeah 20 years later maybe gets another play oh, unless right. you pay somebody you know and right you know, or and unless a lot of you, times it's worth doing that but it's or unless you turn into a freaking yeah you know, steve reich or <laughs> yeah. if you get if you get noticed or something yeah i mean it's if you get noticed <coughs> and you get the ability to do you know be presented often you know mm -hmm. great but you're going to keep writing other stuff that may also get in the way yeah. of that and so at this point, rather than trying to put stuff behind a paywall, I'm just going to put most of it up there and, you know, donation tabs and all the rest of that if anybody's interested. But it's mostly if it if it helps you to feel better for that one moment to mm -hmm. listen to that one thirty seconds again, go ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, in the algorithms will keep getting better over time. And at some point, you know, even if a corporation steals your stuff, it'll be stupidly easy to have, you know, ASCAP or somebody else, you know, pay them yeah. a monthly fee for them just to check all public, you know, records for your mm -hmm. stuff. Um, and so, you know, bit by bit, I'm less worried, less and less worried about if somebody steals my stuff unless they are a corporate entity that's sure. larger than two guys in a mm -hmm. basement, uh, you know, doing video editing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, at this point with like film scoring, especially like I, th I think the biggest thing is the same as always of just have a relationship with your, your film director. Right. Because then you can get in early. Um, mm -hmm. And... There's so much free love. music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
But there, there's so much free free film music and sound effects and stuff. I mean, it's hard to make a living mm. as a Foley artist or as a musician. Or Curse a you, Kevin McLeod. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and and at the same time, you know what they've done is allowed its own flourishing of of mm. you know, people doing things. But um, and I know in visual art, it's way harder. Like everything mm. is more intense. Everything gets stolen. Well, it's so um, easy to steal visual yeah. art. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's, uh, <laughs> and, and the more I've been doing, you know, visual things, you know, film in particular, but, um, you know, visual art and film and learning Adobe's full suite and all the rest mm-hmm. of that. I mean, it, it, there's so, so much that you can do to it and so many ways you can bury the metadata in there right. and hide watermarks. And at any point, all they have to do is compress it in a different way, and that gets rid of so much, you know, almost all of it, mm-hmm. and you know, changes it just enough to where the algorithms can't pick it up, and yet it's the exact same thing. They throw it on a T-shirt and sell ten thousand of them. Yeah, H and M, and yeah, uh, fast hey, fashion. I worked for H and M for a little bit, yep. and they're a well, and corporate models be corporate models, right? You well, know, it's it, it, you know I only go so far in my no, no, emotional no, no. no, feelings. No, it's actually uh, you know no H and M does definitely steal stuff, mm-hmm. but as far as like giant corporate entities, they're actually not. They're, they're not horrible. one of the worst. Yeah. Well, <laughs> shot. Um, pulled off the bike clip. There we go. Um, and, you know it, it's. With corporate models, I mean, it's corporations just, I mean, they have one mission, mm-hmm. make more money. Yeah. Yeah. And they will find whatever legal way to do that. Just the right. same as, you know, a bacteria will fill any niche, you know, that it needs to, <laughs> even if it kills the host. You know? yeah. And, and yeah, you know, that's that kind of moral ethical reasoning. You know, that's not not the most common thing on large scales yeah. in, in humanity <laughs> and eh. although but. <laughs> on on the idea of money it's mm-hmm. it's weird that we have to like one people don't like paying for music already they're uh, already no. <laughs> too conditioned uh-huh. to not pay for music yeah um and then the next part is like having to ask them to do it. And mm-hmm. composers are generally uh in and like producers and stuff like this. Yeah. We are generally people who sit in dark rooms mm-hmm. and work away hours. by ourselves yeah. for a really long time. Yeah. It's the you know, it's the wake up, work, go to work, come home and work, go to sleep. I mean that's right. And and you know, with with it being more or less fun at different times because, you know, some, right. sometimes it's the bite, you know, bite the, you know, bite down and just go through the work note by note, clean right. it up. And, you know, that's, you know, a lot of people don't realize the amount of time that mm. and the amount of time and isolation that goes into creation. Yeah. But, because, but what I mean, I mean is yeah. that we're reserved mm-hmm. people. Yeah. And so to have to like tell someone Hey, give me money for this uh-huh. thing is hard because we're freelance and there's no like middleman mm-hmm. for to make that yeah. request a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and it to me, it's always been harder with friends than it is with strangers. Yeah. I yeah. mean, by I, it's I would rather, well, I have 
you know, stand in front of a crowd of, you know, hundreds to, you know, I don't think I've ever done more than a thousand person crowd, but of just standing up there and doing a fundraiser for something mm-hmm. that I, you know, believe in. And, and that doesn't bother me at all. Sitting in a recital hall full of 20 people that I mm-hmm. know well and asking them to put 20 bucks in the hat because I'm trying yeah. to go to, you know, do some, you know, like I've had friends that have done their little tours and stuff and, and done, mm-hmm. done well, but it's, to me, like that room full of 20 people that I know is way harder than mm-hmm. standing in front of a room of strangers. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, when you're when you're doing this stuff freelance, you have to constantly, uh, you know, haggle and argue and shill mm. and all the rest of that. Yeah. You know, shamelessly promote your stuff because otherwise you'll never break the algorithm, you know, ceiling to be mm-hmm. able to actually contact people outside of your social circle. Yeah. Um, and it's been interesting because, like, I haven't, you know, ever since I told Facebook that I have a business, they throttled all of my connections. <laughs> but you can see the algorithm at work mm-hmm. the longer you kind of let that sit as yeah. you keep posting stuff. And, uh, you know, at some point I'll have to start paying them the five bucks or whatever every once in For a while. Sponsored, whatever. yeah. I mean, well, just to get it out to the extra hundred people that may have not seen it, mm-hmm. and to let more people actually see my stuff than the you know hundreds that it allows. Yeah. Um. It, more you know, people see my memes than they see like yeah. you know anything that I'm promoting. Yeah. Because apparently far. Facebook knows, and, and especially like, with music, <laughs> like yeah. I mean. It's why I started taking the video side of things more seriously Mm -hmm. is because a music video will get more views than just music unless it's on one of the few main, you know, distribution aggregate channels Mm -hmm. like Monster Cat and stuff like that for, you know, uh, electronic and other things. I mean, it's for the most part, you'll never get a view count that can get you anything close to the amount of time, you know, mm-hmm. in, in compensation. And so really, you know, Patreon and things like that where you set up um, individual, like, funding goals for projects and stuff mm-hmm. and and use that as a way to, you know, gauge the people who are willing to pay you for your stuff and actually right. interact with them. Yeah, that that... That's something that I hope to do more of because mm-hmm. I really kind of see that as the the only way. But, I mean, it's you end up kind of having to just continuously live that every moment. Yeah. And that, that to me, is so hard. Yeah. And um, I actually – there's a podcast that I listen to and it's actually, like, really popular. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not – it's not in like the millions, but it's in the like hundreds of thousands. Yeah, which for any kind of podcast is yeah, <laughs> is ridiculous. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but like every episode, he's like, "I hate doing this," but like, mm-hmm. you know, if you like the podcast, you know, yep. sign up for Patreon. Mm-hmm. It you know helps me keep doing this. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, and it doesn't take you know that many people given five or ten, twenty bucks. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, if they. If they really like you and like your stuff, you know, and they they can give that five bucks, like that makes an immense difference, right? Yeah, um, and especially like out of you know, because it it trickles down so terribly. Yes, it does. Like, so yeah. you might get, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of listens or something. Yeah, and then out of all of those, you know, you'll only get like a hundred people. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So like it's worse than the likes and dislikes kind of thing. Yeah, right? yeah. The, and yeah. so I'm in a cosplay group called Solstice Cosplay. Mm-hmm. And our first big skit that we did, um that we we won a, a skit competition at a convention, mm-hmm. uh, it has millions of views on YouTube. Hell yeah. And our our Facebook page is on the description mm-hmm. of that YouTube video. Mm-hmm. And it like it doesn't trickle down. Like yeah. millions of views mm-hmm. and, and nobody like, clicks it's still, on that. like yeah. over the years it's still mm-hmm. garnered more millions. Yeah. But it's like and it's it, our page and, and, is still just yeah. Meh. Yeah, <laughs> the few people who were you know willing to click on the link and go down it and and you know I trying to be an exception to that is kind of why like I have way more people I'm following on any given account than I mm. than are following me is because you know I'm interested in seeing more you know and and all of that mm. but it, it's just being one more person that actually clicked the link to add to their analytics to say hey somebody liked this. Mm-hmm. Um and and followed through, but yeah. you know I don't know what it's going to take other than evolution of the company's kind of mission <laughs> um, when it comes to how their platforms are set mm-hmm. up, because most people are not going to click on the link. Yeah, yeah, and and so, but and and that's yeah. something that I'm I'm still getting over is that we're asking. I'm asking for your time mm-hmm. already. That's yeah. that's a big enough thing to ask for. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and I wanted to be a visual artist at one point, yeah. but I went to music. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the time comparison mm-hmm. between here's a picture and you can look at it. <laughs> uh-huh. And yeah, maybe if you look at it longer, you'll mm-hmm. get a lot more out of it. But yeah. it's easier for people to look at a picture and go like, oh yeah, this yeah. thing. Oh, hey, there's a picture. Um, yeah. And this looks really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, versus I need three minutes of your time. Yeah. Or 12 or 20. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And, or with a podcast, I, I want an hour of your yeah. time. Oh yeah. Um. So it's it's hard for me to get over this mm-hmm. like give me your time. I it's weird because what I feel like I'm saying and I don't like mm-hmm. that this is what I'm implying is mm-hmm. that I am good enough for your time. Yeah. I'm so good <laughs> that yeah. it is worth your time mm-hmm. to spend with me instead mm-hmm. of something else. Yeah. And I don't it's hard. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, and, and I think for me, some of that feeling has really come from the fact that now not only do you have the major corporations and all of the people in academia or who you know, have graduated mm. from, and then you have all the amateurs who are just as talented or more talented mm-hmm. and are also producing things. And it, it's it's hard not to feel like where is my place and what the hell am I trying to do? Mm -hmm. You know? And, and a lot of times, you know, as artists, we wonder, you know, kind of, you know, how people are going to encounter it. And it, you know, for me, the only kind of help has been just reminding myself that if somebody thinks it's worth their time, that's their opinion. Yeah. And 
you'll never be able to truly, you know, have have a full understanding of just mm-hmm. where those people's appreciation is coming from. Mm-hmm. And so, in fact, most people, you know, it's think about after a concert, you know, 50 people show up. How many actually come up and tell you anything more than just, hey, great job? Right. One, maybe a family right. member, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, a, a, but at the same time, yeah. uh, I'm kind of an ambivert anyways. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, yeah so, I love standing in front of an uh-huh. audience and, yeah. like, burying my, just ripping my heart out of my chest uh-huh. and showing it to you. Yeah. But... If you come up to me afterwards and ask me about it, <laughs> either yeah. you don't actually want to ask me about it uh-huh. and you just want to be like, hey, good job. But I'm sitting here like, no, wait, I, I need to continue giving you my soul. Yeah. Or if you don't want to walk away from me, I don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, it, it's, it's, I mean, and, and it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of like the dating thing of like, at what point is too much communication kind right. of thing when you're, when you're just kind of, you know, starting on something and, and, <laughs> you know, and it's with your audience, it's kind of the same thing. I think social media has helped a bit because it's removed some of that anxiety, mm-hmm. but you know, it'd be so nice if somebody would come up and actually like ask about something, Yeah, that, you know. So but, that we can actually be like, yes, yeah. I spent hours on this. I'm uh-huh. so glad you noticed. Or yeah. I'm so glad that you're at least curious about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, and <laughs> even if it is just looking for, you know, three words, but, you know, it, it's something more than just, hey, good job would be wonderful. But, you know, I'm as guilty as everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it, it's always been really easy to, for me to see where, like, the anxiety and depression in music come from, mm. especially in adult, you know, the more yeah. into adulthood of just the more isolating it becomes. Mm. Um, not always, not for everybody. You know, it's my experience. It's not indicative. But, you know, it, it's it's still just, you know, it's easier to find it's easier to find a date than it is to find somebody to jam with or have, a, you know, a single collaborative project with mm. than it is to find, you know, yeah. And, and so it, it's, it's, it's always an interesting kind of thing of mm. that, that, that line between feedback. And I, like, I had a piece that I did recently that not only, you know, it's, I, I knew it was hard when mm. I was giving it to, to the guy who I had look at it. Um, and he, but he, uh, as he put it, he gave me very savage criticism in, in my score Mm. Um, he had been kind of a bad mood that day or something along Mm. those lines, but, um, it was one of those things that, you know, for me, no matter how, you know, upset or disagreeable I may have felt about any individual comment, like it really stood out to me of like, and I told him, you know, of just thank you for being the only honest critic I've had that told me something other than, Hey, looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or hey, you know, it's kind of the equivalent of hey, good job of just it it carries no information mm-hmm. that they absorbed any of the content right. or actually spent more than just a cursory glance. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's definitely one of the most productive conversations following that that I've mm-hmm. ever had with somebody of, you know, gave me an insight into their instrument and the limitations of the instrument in terms of the technical difficulty, yeah. but also in the communication side of a lot of his comments were things that depending on the instrument, you wouldn't have gotten. Mm-hmm. 
uh, you know, particular notation styles. Is in particular right. the thing that I've noticed drives people nuts is articulated silence. <laughs> they want to just hold the note as long as they want to, and it's like, no, it's supposed to be short, but not staccato. Yes. Um, and when you just put a whole, you know, a quarter note on there, and not just like you know a dotted, you know, eighth note or something like mm -hmm. that, that it's the tendencies are are less predictable. Mm -hmm. um, but with that, of you know, but it it was interesting to me just to see that difference and be able to see from just the conversation the types of music that they learn mm -hmm. in that kind of instrument is. Just, I mean, it's people assume that the instrument is limited and give it limited, you know, mm. composition. Um, and it's kind of like being an alto in a choir of like, you know, you can do more, mm -hmm. but you're just singing the same four notes in a 20 minute piece. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and so like, I always try and write harder music for those instruments to give them mm -hmm. something really to fight, you know, have some fun with, but. You know, it's kind of like when you start writing like bossa rhythms for, you know, <laughs> uh, instruments who haven't come across that. It, it's yeah. uh, it, it kind of scares them because they mm -hmm. see a bunch of black on the page and it's just like, it's OK. Just count. Yeah. It's it's two and three. You mm -hmm. can do it. Triplets and duplets. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. No, uh, I haven't given it to an ensemble yet, but I do have a choir piece that has like heavily <laughs> yeah. syncopated uh -huh. rhythms and I'm like, oh man. Yeah. And and G I, giving yeah. <laughs> interesting rhythms to acquire is, is I feel like would be difficult. And yeah. so I'm I'm wary of it. But at the same time if you have like, a good piano part or a good rhythm section to give them the pulse so that they can feel it. I know I <laughs> no, I did the same thing. And I had some conversations with um People who I knew would give me a more honest mm -hmm. kind of you know response because it, I mean it's kind of an art piece and all the rest of that. I mean it, it's mm -hmm. syncopated and has like phasing. Uh, you know it's all mm -hmm. acapella and it trying to bring in some of these like sound machine ideas. Mm -hmm. And you know comment was oh yeah it looks neat. No way it's going to be doable by a choir, mm -hmm. a quartet sextet you know something along those lines mm -hmm. of you know give it to fewer people who you can work with directly yeah and if they can be your section leaders for organizing a larger mm -hmm. ensemble great makes communication way easier they can yeah. you know soothe the anger nerves right. but what, what like i, I ended up though. turning around just writing another choir piece uh for my upcoming recital <laughs> so that i could just have something easier that they could sing and feel good singing mm -hmm. and leave and the audience is happy they're happy mm -hmm. you know their friends will be in you know just that kind of thing of just i i i knew if i was going to do any more hard music for people mm -hmm. it was going to just drive a, a deeper wedge mm -hmm. between me and people i would like to collaborate right with. Um, because then there's the assumption of like, oh no, you're too difficult to work with. Right. And, or your expectations are too high or anything mm -hmm. else. And it's most of the time, like, it's hard to communicate to people of like, you know, it, it's whenever people kind of mock MIDI at this point, I kind of mm -hmm. laugh of like, no, at this point, MIDI is accurate mathematically. Like you can go into Pro Tools and zoom in and see where every triple and mm -hmm. every duple is and, you know, calculate it out and it is exactly 25 or 33%. Right. And Well, it's also no wonder yeah. why, you know, a lot of composers just 
do everything out of the box anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like... Then you don't have to fight. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, maybe a real ensemble would be really good on this yeah. and it would be a lot of fun to work on. Mm. But like... Yeah. One, we're poor. Uh-huh. And so it's like <laughs> oh, an yeah. ensemble good enough to do this it has to be paid. cost a lot of money. And like... Yeah. An ensemble good enough for this is union rates. Yes. <laughs> yep. Um. So... No, and, I can't and, do that. I'm in yeah, grad school. <laughs> exactly. Well, and even after grad school, like how many how many hours is it going to take to earn enough money just to record one piece that will probably never get sold past the, mm. you know, at most a couple thousand, you mm. know, if you're if you're well known enough, but most people aren't going to buy albums. Yeah. Um, but you still want to put them out just so that you have, you know, to me albums at their best, at their highest form, or like a program work. I mean, mm. in the sense of every transition is planned and all the tracks, mm. you know, make sense together in a some kind of planned arc. It doesn't, mm. you know, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be that, but it's just to me, a lot of the best ones really could be an entire stage show or mm-hmm. an entire audio, you know, an audio book kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's it's hard nowadays because I mean you you're also at the mercy of the algorithms, mm-hmm. um, and you know word of mouth is always the best thing. But even yeah. then, you know it, it's that requires actually going out there and performing. And, right. Yeah. And you know, for me, that's I like to do. You know enough art. You know artistically, you know cerebral mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But <laughs> yeah. you know just. Uh, you know, I like making things multidimensional. So having yeah. layers of emotions and of, mm-hmm. of, you know, just concepts all woven together into, you know, something that's more than its parts. Mm-hmm. It's going to go over 90% of people's heads, but yeah. I won't know right. if somebody liked it or didn't like it because neither of them is going to tell me. Right. But at the yeah. same time, it's the, our favorite things mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. And so, but mm-hmm. it's different because... Everyone, again, the, the asking for time thing, mm-hmm. like I, I don't listen to music by like skimming through all of the stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure lots of other people do. I oh, can't, yeah. I, I get fixated mm-hmm. on an album or one artist Yeah, and I just like get obsessed with that mm-hmm. for a short absorb their work yeah, yeah. and just like mm-hmm. get to know every single detail and mm-hmm. note and that's the way that they intended yep but and i have some i've done that with recently yeah <laughs> yeah yep. and but there's just too much content to do that with yeah. everything and and not all of it's going to be worth it you know and, yeah and it's and you'll never know whether what you have encountered is the best thing that would have fit you, you know, for mm-hmm. that. I mean, and it, it's, and to an extent, that's no different than it's ever been. It's just now we have the ability to know what we don't know. Right. Well. Um, or, or know the variety of things yeah. that we don't know. I mean, because imagine being, you know, being Debussy, you know, mm-hmm. going to the World's Fair and hearing Gamelon for the first time and being like, right. oh my, what is, you know. Yeah. I mean, and. But to us, you know, we've heard pentatonic scales since the moment we first drew breath. Yeah. Um, and and it's 
you know, it's worth just continuing to try and keep exploring. Like for me, Pandora really has been kind of the best avenue for that more than Spotify or any of the rest of them, because from the ground up, it was designed to be more like a musicological survey tool. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, their, their thesis is still posted online. You can go out huh. and read it and it's, it's fascinating mm. of just how to design an algorithm to take music, which has, mm. you know, in terms of basic dimensionality, you know, yeah. we spend the first two years of music theory in college learning the bare roots of yeah. how to analyze music. Um, you know, it, it's, it goes as deep as you can go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that, just it, it's with Pandora in particular, like if you, if you don't use the major like and dislike buttons mm-hmm. on a, any given channel, it won't. Uh, and instead you use the, uh, the, um, bookmark and, uh, uh, what was the other one? Uh, the bookmark and, and I'm tired of this song features mm-hmm. that treats it as a soft like and soft dislike. Yeah. And so what that allows you to do is move on and eliminate stuff from your catalog Mm -hmm. while increasing the amount of variety that's coming in to fill that spot, Mm. but without having it eliminate branches that you might find something cool there. Right. And, and so that's, that's been really nice Mm. Um, because Spotify, I, I mean, I don't use Spotify for a lot of reasons, but you know, because of the way way that they do their corporate model is. I <laughs> the I times you wish you could see the books fractions you know? of cents. Yeah, well, and and you know they may have plays. a yeah. <laughs> well, and like I don't know their prof- profit margin, but like their profit margin may be three percent or it may be twenty. Who knows? I mean, uh, because at I mean, the same music. Time the artist is yeah. Well, I mean, receiving. it also depends on how much they get paid for advertising, and advertising mm-hmm. usually is you know, number of clicks and all the rest of that mm-hmm. gets calculated in. So they may not make a lot of money off of their stuff. The thing that bugs me is, you know, well, I mean, the thing, the many things, <laughs> um, it, it's how much they chunk down on the, uh, the bit rate. I mean, they, yeah. they essentially eliminate all the color out of songs. And so if you're an artist making anything that's not just punk, I mean, <laughs> it's, you're losing everything i mean it's like trying to sing over a cell phone i mean Mm -hmm. it's it's it it's bad (laughs) but you know it's although listener you are listening to a uh (laughs) an mp3 file at 128 kilobits per second uh so yes this is very lossy Uh, (laughs) but but at the same time you know it's it depends on what you're putting out there i mean if, if this was me playing cello like you're losing everything. Right. Like you're losing the attack, you're losing the sustain, you're losing all the right. parts of the sound that make it more than just You want to play cello on this? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, uh, but I mean, it, it's... Into this microphone, which is not appropriate, but... Yeah, eh, we can make it sound fine. <laughs> you know, it's, I've used worse. <laughs> uh, but it's... I mean, there's a lot, a lot of things about it, but I mean, a lot mm. of it for me besides all the business model stuff is the algorithm is not geared towards what I'm looking for. Mm. Um, it's, it's not meant to survey. It's kind of like YouTube. It's going to feed you what it thinks is going to keep you on the site long enough Mm. to actually click on an ad. Oh, well, well, again, you and I listen to music differently. It seems in that uh you're exploring and I'm, 
bathing. <laughs> well, and 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 I go through cycles. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like I have I have a couple of artists, um, a few. I mean that that I'll spend different chunks of time with, mm-hmm. kind of thing, and then I'll find a different set and a different set. Right. Um, and you know, for me, exploring is kind of always part of it. It's not that I mm-hmm. get bored. It's just that I want to see what else is out there because yeah. I. I know there's 2 billion people out there posting stuff every hour. <laughs> um, and I want to find the good parts, um, mm-hmm. or at least the parts that I can learn something from uh, or yeah. or come away with something from that's mm-hmm. not just like, well, that was three minutes. Um, and and so it's it's tricky to watch the algorithms and see where they're trying to lead you and try mm-hmm. and manipulate them. But it, it's it's doable and yeah. it's worth it. But you shouldn't have to go through that much trouble to, you know, it'd be <laughs> nice if they give you a way to tell the algorithm what you're interested in mm-hmm. on in just in basic terms of I like to rewatch things through. I like to explore music like it yeah, was yeah. the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, I, I look forward to seeing just how that evolves, but at the moment it kind of looks like it's just going down the trail of like, here's the things that we think will just keep most people mm-hmm. on the site and then we don't have to work harder. Yeah. Um, and like that is the corporate profit motivation. I mean, it works, mm-hmm. but it, it'd be nice to see more of that and then more direct sharing with the artists in general because – yeah. I mean, it's Google. Most of that profit margin could be done a lot with, you know, in terms of like YouTube. Um, But with the way that they're clamping down on copyright and all the rest of it, they may just run out of content after a certain (laughs) point and just be like turning on. I mean, it's kind of looking like it'll eventually be kind of like turning on cable back Mm in, you know, the 90s and 2000s of just like, so this is what is on and that is all, you know, and... Well, it's yeah. it's weird too, because like I'm because I tend to get stuck on music, mm-hmm. um, and maybe it's just because uh, where I grew up is <laughs> that I was downloading files. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same. Um, yeah. And so this the streaming model doesn't work for me mm-hmm. because I can't get to it yeah always mm-hmm. um yeah and the you know 10 20 30 years from now i don't know mm-hmm. whenever <laughs> youtube yeah. is out of business whenever spotify is out of business oh, yeah. whenever, well, like, they've all been bought by time warner you know uh, <laughs> or whoever or, i mean you know whenever <laughs> apple destroys itself with its planned obsolescence <laughs> seriously um, uh, or Disney literally buys every piece of IP. Yeah. Then, <laughs> right. But like, once these things don't exist anymore, it's not yours. Your yeah. iTunes library isn't yours. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't get to keep it. Um, and so, or like your your Spotify playlists uh-huh. aren't yours. And so, I appreciate that. Like, my stuff is on Bandcamp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and those are songs that you can download and mm-hmm. are yours forever yeah. and you don't have to pay any money for it mm-hmm. or you can yeah but like which i really love yeah. yeah and and so that to me says more like i want to take this and just hold on to it 
but yeah. nobody wants to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or um, or I'm just being a curmudgeon and don't know enough well, people would do that. But <laughs> and and there I mean there it's the fun thing about systemic problems is mm. the deeper you dig, the deeper they go of I mean, our entire generation, the one above us and the one coming up below us, I mean, we're all earning less. Mm. And and those wages are not really going to ever increase Eh, substantially um, mm. without major philosophical changes um, in our culture yeah mm-hmm. I mean it's I mean just it's broad societal it doesn't have mm-hmm. you know anything political or any of the rest well, I mean there's plenty political <laughs> there's plenty tied political, up but. in it but <laughs> the root issues to it mm-hmm. run deep and yeah. a lot of it is I mean, the world's changing fast enough, making predictions is, I mean, as mm-hmm. fruitful as flipping a coin. I mm-hmm. mean, and it's, you know, you just kind of have to keep eyes open and keep adapting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have yeah, some questions. Sure. Which is, one, what is an optimistic take of, or what do you hope for? the future in music I few things um, that I I hope more people take time to actually make music in particular like I would Mm. like to see some kind of resurgence of whatever variety of you know just households making music together for the the fun of it music people just sitting down and picking up a pan and beating on it with mm. a spoon for yeah, five yeah. minutes like just the, the actual yeah meaning the of act music. of making music you know mm. by yourself regardless of the influences mm-hmm. um or with you know especially with groups like i would mm-hmm. like to see more of that but in particular it, it comes from a place of understanding that Music in particular, and you know the arts in general. Um, you know any amount of doing those—five mm. minutes, ten minutes, half an hour, your entire you know weekend. Yeah. I mean, it's some of the best thing that you can do for your mind, yeah. for your body, and all the rest of that because it—it's firing all, especially music is bringing almost every system in your mm-hmm. brain and body online, and. I mean, it, it's one of those for anybody who does it for any length of time, it is good for you. Um, mm. It's good for your mental health. It's good for your education. It's good for your problem solving. It's good for your stress levels. I mean, mm. it, it is good just to sit down and make intentional noise yeah. or intentional color if you're you know, a visual artist or, or sculptures or, you know. Writing down prose on, you know, or poetry on a, you know, mm-hmm. a napkin. Um, all of that is good for you, but music mm-hmm. in particular, I mean, it, it's watching the, the fMRI scans and mm-hmm. things. I mean, it is just like watching every firework on earth going off. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's uh, it's incredible. And Hopefully so, not the, the big bad fireworks. No, no, no. no. But, <laughs> um, well, I mean, as a, as a musician and artist who's been doing it for a long time, it is the deeper you go, the more you find. Right, um, right. No, I meant, I meant the... Yeah. the 
the big bad fireworks, yeah. as in literally. Yeah, not not yeah, of course. <laughs> and, yeah, certainly. Certainly don't need the uh uh, uh yeah. <laughs> um but in general though, I mean it's that, but it, you know, more specifically, I hope for music that it continues to evolve outside of purely corporate or financially driven control. Yeah. Um, and I hope that people are able to do more borrowing and more fan interpretations mm -hmm. of music in the same way that they do of anything else. Um, how we're all going to make a living, I have no idea. <laughs> um, because, you know, like with, I, I did a audio for a, a NBC um, big film shoot at the church that I do a lot of contracts for. And, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yep. And, <laughs> you know, they probably spent an entire week in the city with a full crew, mm -hmm. um, all the equipment that they had to fly in or rent and all the rest of that, mm -hmm. you know, probably a million, few, you know, a couple million mm -hmm. dollars to film what ended up being two minutes. Yeah. Um, on a national TV special. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they made their money back in advertising. I mean, I'm positive they <laughs> did. But a lot of that to me always strikes me as just kind of corporate justifying its own existence. Yeah. Of here's work. Go do it. Yeah. We are this yeah. gigantic being, so we have to yeah, it's we have to just throw money at it. Being. And and so what that means is that planning and that intention that would otherwise go behind you know something more meaningful or at least better constructed is mm. is just covered up in hey, we have people who have time that we have to pay for, go yeah. do it. <laughs> um and I mean there there's limitations to that, but I mean it it to me it kinds of it ends up eroding the popular ability to comprehend what they're looking at. I mean, of just mm -hmm. people's ability to see something and take a fresh look at it as opposed to, you know, through a very manicured lens <laughs> of, you know, American Idol for music and all the rest of that, mm -hmm. of most people's attention span is now about to the length of, I mean, because they measured it. Yeah. Um, in all of their focus groups and all the rest of that mm -hmm. for shows like that, that it is about however long that those artists or people are on that screen. Mm -hmm. You know, it's every single one of the, you know, one of those was, was judged numerous times before it ever made it onto a film reel. Mm -hmm. And that's not really helping anybody. Right. Um, I mean, it gets, I mean, yeah. it's getting them paid, mm. but in the end it is having an, an eroded, eros, you know, corrosive feature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in particular in advertising, yeah. I mean, any advertising is just at this point, right. the most worthless seconds that you can ever spend on earth. All those um, car companies make interestingly oh, no. artistic yeah. ads. <laughs> it's the funniest thing that they're, is, they're some of the most creative. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> like they're bonkers and they're terrible most of the time, but well, like, sometimes that's they're like inventive, beautiful and yeah. like heartwarming. Uh -huh. And it's like, buy this car. It's like, wait, hold yeah. on. There was a really cool thing mm -hmm. here. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and to me, like the emo the more emotionally manipulative it, it is, the more problems I have mm -hmm. with not necessarily what they're trying to sell, but the way that they present mm -hmm. it, because it starts to resemble the worst features of human relationships mm -hmm. of like, you know, like codependency. 
Mm. Like you, you, you know, you you listen close to their word choices, and it reads like a textbook. Yeah. Um, and you know, gaslighting and things like that. Of mm. you're not good enough unless you have this. You know, <laughs> it's oh, you're good, but you're not that mm. good. But you could be better. You know right. that. But um, you know, I will and, say. In that counter to that terrifies me <laughs> like i you know i hate hate seeing that in being so pervasive uh know? i will say in counter to that that there is a a sort of countercultural like yeah sort of anti-consumerist in <laughs> general but like more people spending quality time with things yeah so oh, yeah. like the the Joe Rogan experience is mm-hmm. one of the biggest podcasts, uh, yeah. not the biggest podcast. I, I haven't checked I, recently. Yeah, I don't remember if it's the biggest or not, but it's probably the biggest over time. Right, yeah. Know. But each one of those is like four hours long. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's like yep. the people kind who of the listen new Howard to podcasts. Stern, now that I think about it. You know, and, yeah. And, and compared to, you know, his original ratings. Right. Um, yeah. But the difference too is uh-huh. that so Howard Stern, you know, also these long talk shows, but it's just garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas, Hours of garbage. <laughs> whereas with yep. Joe Rogan, he has you know brilliant people, mm-hmm. like brilliant artists yep. and visionaries and stuff, and mm-hmm. asks like these hard hitting questions. Yeah. and then well, and, you know, and stupid, he's another you know stupid right. shit like no matter how much weed, of but, a oh yeah but uh, well and to me it's no matter how much of a <laughs> a layman he may come across as sometimes like he's way smarter than he lets on no yeah a lot of times well i mean and you know i'm mm-hmm. i'm not a a long time regular listener of it but i've listened enough over the years yeah and i mean it, it's i've I'm glad, you know, podcasts are one of those things. I'm I'm sure there's as much, you know, trash buried in the 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 weeds of it. There is. But it's I'm glad that the medium has been able to elevate conversations better mm-hmm. than a lot yeah. of what has existed. Yeah. Um but yeah. But yeah, there there is a resurgence of people spending quality time with stuff. Mm-hmm. And that probably has to do a little bit with like uh I don't know, this, like, obsessive thing that comes yeah. through our yeah. culture as well. A little bit, yeah. Um, or, it, or definitely. Or what, yeah. what 4chan has dubbed as uh, weaponized autism. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. But, <laughs> yep. but at the same time, it is it is creating more of a value in these things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think some of it is, you know, some of it's just a reaction to the reaction to the reaction of... Sure. of you know, it, it's right now. It is. I mean, we're at dystopian levels of corporate influence. Yeah. I mean, it, it's. You know, Santa Claus being just the favorite example of, you know, department store. Yeah. Is the one that created that uh, that particular image that we now, as a culture, take as the Santa and how the Santa yeah, behaves. No, we're... And <laughs> and and that applies to almost anything that you can. You know, I mean, it just. It it goes so deep. But, <laughs> we're um, we're in a, a a cheap ripoff of Brave New World. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and it's it's not as well written, and know, it's, it's still just a yeah. sad. Uh, this this feature is is the strangest storyline I I think anybody ever can like. Mm-hmm. I mean, it reminds me of Transmetropolitan, which was a the comic that was written uh, late nineties, I think, mm. early two thousands, but. There's a lot of that comic that just kind of came true. Mm. 
And it's its own kind of cyberpunk, kind of post-cyberpunk dystopian future or somewhere in kind of there. Um, And to an extent, it's, I mean, for most of them, it's, they're not as much dystopian as just a, a one of the available paths that can be taken. Yeah. And none of them are going to be fully pretty. You know, mm-hmm. it's, there's always going to be people at the margins who are, you know, lost to the systems. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that can be, can be mitigated. Uh, you know, it's, we, we mm-hmm. it just, I mean, it kind of, em- we need empathetic, empathetic technocrats to an extent yeah. of, you know, uh, beyond just the, the, <laughs> that kind of computational model, but instead, you know, people who actually see people not as just numbers mm-hmm. on a page, but R- real quick, just yeah. as a random distraction, yeah. your dog barked and it made the piano in the hall <laughs> oh, resonate yeah. <laughs> and it was really cool. Yep. It is uh, really cool. <laughs> yep. Whenever that happens, it's, it's, <laughs> yep. Um, mm-hmm. but other questions that yeah. I had. <laughs> I can ramble uh, too which is, many directions. <laughs> uh, a little bit simpler. Uh, we mentioned the music that we like mm-hmm. have gotten obsessive with. Uh, yeah. Who, what have you been listening oh. to that, that you can just dive in and keep listening? <laughs> oh. I mean, kind of, kind of the, one of the number ones for me of all time is a group called Spongle. Mm. Uh, then they're, I mean, it, it's, it's, a, you know, electronic music that's really close to what we would look for in, like, classical composition hmm. um, in terms of the amount of layers and intention and all the yeah. rest of that that went into the construction. and, and But it, it's... Uh, I'm trying to think of the the right subgenre. You know, <laughs> right, right. But a, kind of a, you know, sci-ambient sci kind of-esque, but mm. it's little too active for me to call it ambient. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's much more like taking a journey to listen through the album than mm. it is anything. And it's kind of a a, a new impressionism. Mm. Uh, and uh, it's after my analytical techniques class this semester. A lot of my stuff, I would say falls in on one level or another, at least in like aspects of their construction mm-hmm. into that kind of impressionist mindset of I'm trying to take a large picture and boil it down into sound yeah, or represent it as sound. Mm-hmm. And no matter how the form comes out at the heart of most of the pieces that I write, it's not just a musical idea. Mm-hmm. It's a, a, you know, emotional idea wrapped inside of like a, you know, conceptual idea of like there's a mathematical piece but it also (laughs) plays into you know and some of them have more programmatic elements and stuff to Mm -hmm. them and you know kind of of with that it becomes like I can see you know out of an individual idea a stage show and Mm -hmm. a album and a video and you know see all of these elements and then it comes down to just picking which kind of Mm -hmm. thing Um, so name that artist again so uh, Spongle, yeah, uh, S H P O N G L E. Uh, my favorite album by them is Ineffable Mysteries from Spongle Land, <laughs> and the title track to that, Ineffable Mysteries, is probably one of my favorite electronic electroacoustic compositions mm-hmm. I've ever listened to yeah. 10,000 times or hell. <laughs> um, but it just incredible album, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, they, they've been always been a big one, um. 
trying to remember the name, uh, but <laughs> recently started diving through the Cowboy Bebop soundtrack oh, again. Yeah. Uh, Yoko Kano, I think, is who did that. Mm. But, oh, my God, six yeah. albums of just some of the best. Um, <laughs> I was talking to a friend um, about this, but, like, um, yeah. Japanese jazz. Uh-huh. Like it's something else. When when you hear it, you can kind of tell uh-huh. that it's Japanese. Like yeah. it sounds like jazz, uh-huh. but it's like this is too clean. Yeah, I mean, like, it, this is too perfect and intentional. It's kind of like their American language. jazz. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of like their language of long strings of stress and relief, and mm-hmm. stress and relief, and their jazz is just incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really. I mean, they 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 are kind of one of the big homes of jazz at this point mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um but um and yeah, and that that album is yeah, or a yeah. series of albums is just some mm-hmm. of the best. Um but um also on a random place uh, recently, uh it's kind of always been a palate cleanser of mine is going back to um the the Metalocalypse Opera, <laughs> uh, the 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 Death Star uh, or Doomstar Requiem. There we go, mm. Doomstar Requiem. <laughs> um, and it's silly, of course. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's yeah. Brendan Small just having fun with the last hurrah of a mm. TV show that he got five seasons of that he never thought he would right. ever get to do. Um, but when you sit down and you listen through it, mm. and you you know you piece through the lyrics and all the mm. rest of that, I mean. It's one of the best unconventional operas I've ever, ever come across (laughs) or musicals or anything else because, I mean, the entire thing is sung and all. I mean, it's it's perfectly operatically constructed Mm. for the group (laughs) Um, and the characters. And it's it's to me, it's kind of everything that. Well, not everything. It's a large part of what I see wanting to see music do is Mm -hmm. just stop always being trying to be to one direction or another and instead Mm -hmm. just make the right thing right you know for for also don't try to be one direction yeah (laughs) yeah yeah but uh yeah (laughs) um but yeah with with that though of just that 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 album is totally worth a listen mm. i mean it, it's it's fun it's stupid it's it's yeah. incredibly well constructed mm. <laughs> um just and you know the mixing and all the rest of that but also he, he has two other albums the galacticon i think is what they're called mm. uh, one and two and they're also program albums mm. and so each one of them like you know is all in the lyrics and everything thing, has yeah. a whole story and all mm-hmm. the rest of that and it, it's to me, especially with people who want to be professionals at it and mm. not just not just a hobby or right. something along those lines, you know, just I, I guess just to be a guitarist playing in a band in a bar mm-hmm. um, is to be able to take all of those things and just find ways mm-hmm. to to kind of bring them all together. Turn it into something. Yeah. Um, and otherwise, music I've been listening to has just been... I mean, I guess a lot of 20th century uh, um, string, you know, music here and there because I, and some wind band and stuff like that because for me, I have a lot of fun with kind of the film scoring thing of like when you really look at a film score, the mm. score for a film score, it's all of these weird subdivisions. I mean, it looks like Stravinsky where it's like every other measure is a different time signature. Right. And the tempo changes constantly. Yeah. 
but it like has to be in sync though. So yeah. this is what we did. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and yeah. And with film scoring, the worst thing that they can say is, Oh yeah, we're cutting a, you know, three quarters of a second or, you know, a 16th <laughs> of a second, you know, with one frame, that 16th of a second means you're going to have to cut something in the weirdest possible time mm-hmm. signature where it's like 32 64ths or what, you know, what mm-hmm. have or not 32 64ths, you know, <laughs> pick, pick numbers. Um, <laughs> but just, you know, it's I have fun with that of of trying to make those moments sound natural, mm-hmm. um, because it's interesting just the things you can draw out, the emotions, yeah. the surprise, and other things. But without scaring your musicians, <laughs> right? <laughs> but um, well, that's why they I, get paid union rates. Uh, <laughs> it, exactly uh, when they're when they're not students in school already working two jobs, right. you know, <laughs> and so um, you know, like. Uh, with a lot of things, it's me trying to just kind of cleanse, cleanse, cleanse my palate from the Christmas onslaught that has begun. <laughs> um, and this is this is my first year not playing, uh, you know, two dozen gigs and, <laughs> and luncheons and stuff like that with mm. a quartet. To, I just I, I needed a break from it this year. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so it's kind of been going back and, and revisiting the old what's favorites. The staple. Like Carol of the Bells, maybe that's more of a choir staple. Yeah, but... well, and bell choir. I mean, because I've I've oh, spent yeah. fifteen plus years in bell choirs over time, <laughs> um, and it's it's fun. Like that is one you of those know, things. Yeah. I I wish more I've never people disliked singing yeah. Carol of the Bells. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and <laughs> and with a lot of with a lot of the Christmas pieces, they are fun, and I still enjoy most of them. Mm. Um, for cello, the main one you get is "God Rest You, Merry Gentlemen," mm. and oh, well, "Away in the Manger." In that. Um, yeah, but especially "God Rest." I mean, that is the, I mean, that is as cello as cello can yeah. cello, <laughs> <laughs> and and so I I yeah, and I, it's a fun one to play because you get to be all lyrical and you mm. can like emote with it because it flows really well with your arms mm. and when you're wearing a coat, with you. <laughs> uh, and when I had long hair, I looked all metal, <laughs> and. Yeah. Uh, but um yeah with with that one but my favorite out of all of those is um it, i mean it's still technically a, a christmas carol because that's what it was written originally as but it's not a popular one um called uh, in the bleak midwinter hmm. um, and that. it just has a really pretty melody to it like cool. i mean it's just a really nice one and it sounds nice on a cello um i'll probably yeah. post uh, uh, you know, one take on Facebook or something <laughs> like that here. And I thought about doing it, uh, this week, but it's not quite winter yet to me. Right. Um, to me, like it's. Where's all that snow yeah. they promised us? I know. Right. <laughs> Although I'm glad that didn't happen because I didn't want the job that I had that weekend <laughs> to get postponed. Yeah. Um, but, or canceled. Mm. Um, but, you know, I still would have gotten paid, but I don't feel good about those moments. I <laughs> like actually doing the work. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then otherwise, just in terms of like staple music, I mean, really, uh, the but between Spongle and Cowboy Bebop, I can't think of too many other artists that right, I've right. listened to as much. Mm. Um, but there have been plenty others, yeah. but still, it's... Um, so yeah. I I don't know. Well, so I've been trying to catch up on like visionaries that I missed out on. Mm-hmm. Um and for whatever reason, like Bjork 
mm-hmm. like went past me and like she's yeah. not done obviously oh, no. just, she put on an album yeah. last year yeah she and she will until probably she dies no, until like 50 she years. can't anymore she a uh, hundred years yeah you know, it's bjork I mean, she's a living uh, work of art is yeah. what she is yeah. um absolutely but like yeah i just started getting into bjork and i'm like oh my gosh uh-huh. why haven't i been listening to this mm-hmm. all my life yeah. because i could have been oh yeah she's been doing it since before i was born uh, yeah. so i mean uh, she's uh, yeah I mean, she she is a a national treasure of Iceland. Yes, um, and for all the good reasons. <laughs> um, and and I mean, there's so much worth listening to out there. And I I remember this conversation in Doctor Lamb's class, actually, mm. uh, his yeah, conducting yeah. class, of you know his greatest regret is that there he will never have time to listen to all of the great stuff out right, there. Right. Yeah. And that's. You know, everybody has their own definition of great and whatever mm-hmm. narrowness to that bandwidth. But sure. like, if you're really open to everything, you'll never stop exploring. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it is the wide open frontier. Mm-hmm. And at this point, you know, it's who really knows where the bleeding edge of all of it actually right, is yeah. because there's so much happening constantly. Mm-hmm. And... You know, it, it almost stops being worth asking the question mm. to an extent yeah, yeah. of, you know, just... Right. But know. at the same time, yeah. it is worth, like, not everything has to have this, like, you mm. know, gigantic weight. Because oh, yeah. it's like, yeah, you can slow down and listen to a Metalocalypse uh-huh. opera yep. or, like, <laughs> oh. a friggin' Tenacious D album. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, well, and, like, you know, this choir piece that I went back and wrote because the other one was too hard. <laughs> I mean... I wrote it just to be something that I wanted to write. Just that's it's it. Hopefully, it'll be fun to sing. I mean, it, but it's and that's, it's that's actually when the some lyrics of like, are kind of Monty Python in terms of like the life of Brian. The the it's always yeah or the the always look to the bright side of life. Mm. Eric Idle is very good at burying a lot of really deep nihilism <laughs> in his stuff, and it's all present in the song too. But in just kind of the flowery look at the beautiful things kind of Mm -hmm. sense because all of that exists enjoy those little things Mm -hmm. and it's one of those i I wanted to write something that wasn't weighty but if you wanted to dig into it you'd find some 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 weight to it um but you know without being overbearingly cerebral right uh, because a lot of the stuff i do can get way past most mm. people's ability to sit there and be like, okay, I don't have the patience. Right. <laughs> um, well, someone who does that really well or did since mm-hmm. they don't make music anymore is System of a Down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's they like, were, they're, they're as weighty as came you want Came at the right time in my high school life. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they, it was the, the perfect anti-authoritarian voice to replace the, you know, what Rage Against the Machine had been for their mm. generation. You know, yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, no, but and the more you dug into the music and the lyrics mm. for them, I mean, just oh my god! And the more you yeah. learned about their personal backstories, yeah. and and you know, but and just, that's the thing. Know. It's like on surface, it's just like just the best headbanging uh-huh. metal <laughs> yep. that you can get. But also, mm. damn, this is yeah, this is deep deep shit. <laughs> yep. Oh. It's it's good. And they're they're one I revisited recently, like mm. in the last few months of of, and I mean it aged well to mm. in my opinion. I mean yeah. it, for for how much I listened to it back then, and you know not everything I listened to in high school has aged well. 
<laughs> they are one of them. Um, another yeah. being the Mars Volta has aged very yeah. well. Very That's someone well. who I um, caught up and at the drive a while back, but uh, yeah. Um, um, so many memories of flying through video games <laughs> with them playing in the background. But uh, like, yeah. a weird thing, I didn't realize that Rick Rubin produced all of System of a Down's I had music. I about that. Which is so... Uh-huh. Odd, but yeah. kind of appropriate, too. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. No, it's totally appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's great. Yeah. yeah. I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like looking at the uh, the CV for... Um, uh, uh, oh. What did they work on? Oh, it's it's the 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 big suit. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, um, uh, wow. David Byrne. David Byrne. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like when you look at what he has done that wasn't what people know about. Mm -hmm. I mean, just oh my god, he has his hands in so many things. Yeah. Um, and so good. Yeah. So and, good. And Brian Eno as yeah, well. Oh yeah, oh, Brian Eno. Brian Eno. Uh, and, and he invented ambient music. Oh yeah. Well, and <laughs> one thing I I always look at is like when you're listening through like cause, you know it's been a bit since I have uh, done a trawl through it again, but like ambient music in general, mm -hmm. so many of the best down tempo mm -hmm. little groovy tracks and stuff. Yeah. When you dig through, you know who wrote it? It's some popular composer. <laughs> who just wanted to put something out that they mm. wanted to make and just didn't feel like you know it fit under mm. whatever their main right. title of stuff was, um, or Boards of Canada or oh, Apex yeah. Twin or <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, yep. Uh, I mean, the, the <laughs> list is amazing, and, and you know that's kind of what inspires me to stop worrying too much about staying in a particular lane. Mm -hmm. Um, especially nowadays where they're, the lanes are blurred and many blown yeah. up. Um, and so you just, just kind of... create another subgenre. Yeah. Fine. And mm -hmm. at this point, everything is fusion. I mean, yeah. with, with, with modern electronic, you know, and just, I mean, with modern composition tools, you know, and Pro Tools and all mm -hmm. the rest of that. I mean, it, it's... I mean, at this point, everything is sampled from everything or inspired by everything. Yeah. And so you get these, you know, really incredible mixtures. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I'm, you know, just fascinated to see where that goes. Yeah. And like some of the stuff that also inspires me is, um, digging through like West African, I mean, just West African rap and stuff like that. I mm -hmm. mean, just the stuff that's coming out now and their dance music and all the rest of it. Um, you know, Africa is like Bollywood right now in terms of music, uh, mm -hmm. you know, kind of the music to video analogy mm -hmm. there of just... Bunches of little garage studios. Yeah. And they're all just making stuff. And for the fun of doing it and putting it out there, mm -hmm. and if some of them make money, great. If they don't, doesn't matter. They're doing it because they love it. But there's such a cultural blend there. Yeah. Um, between, you know, for, I mean, pretty much all of Africa, not just West, but East and South. And, and I don't know much about what's going on in Central, but I'm sure there's some people, but Central's kind of a mess. Um, yeah. But... You know, it, it's it's just really amazing the amount of diversity in music that is continuing to evolve as more people get mm -hmm. connected. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it, it kind of the musician's career becomes a, a, just a big varied mess at this point. Yeah. But, you know, I hope that that gives many of us the ability to get to travel to places and yeah. go talk to people and do workshops with people 
that we otherwise wouldn't have because enough of the technology is connected now and enough people mm-hmm. have learned to use it that as long you know, you have the same jargon, mm-hmm. um, you don't have to perfectly speak each other's language to be like, oh, if you do this, yeah. you know, see, mm-hmm. you know, see the difference. Yeah. Um, and it's why, you know, it's hard to find people to tutor um, in electronic music, but like I, I take every opportunity I can mm-hmm. to go and do, you know, an hour showing somebody, mm-hmm. you know, how to accomplish whatever project they're doing. Yeah. Um, and have them sit down and, you know, and build Mm it. Um, you know, I may show them once and then have them do it from the ground up. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'll set up my phone, let them record themselves or, you know, what have you, but just, um, because I mean, that, that to me is a lot of where I see myself ending up, you Mm -hmm. know, as much as just, you know, it's why I don't really intend to like charge any kind of paywall stuff for, Mm -hmm. for my things is just to get the the stuff out there enough to get interest to bring yeah. them to the actual like deep reading type yeah. stuff that you know I'm working <laughs> on. Well, um, and so yeah, but it's it's fun. Speaking of your things to <laughs> get interest in things, plug your stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, at the moment, the best places to find me are um, Instagram and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Of uh, just search Tune Select Go T U N E Select Go. Uh, no spaces or anything funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's kind of funny in reference to the work that's on there of you know just the the yeah. crazy stuff. I I do a lot of uh, just abstract fun stuff. Yeah. Um, no, your your Instagram. Is I don't quite really, actually know what I'm doing. <laughs> your Instagram it. is so. really awesome because it's like yeah, some days it's like hey, look, I'm you know. My office for today is yeah. like this <laughs> this production you, studio, right? Uh, or, or other yeah. times, just like here's a explosion of colors and uh-huh. patterns <laughs> and some awesome yep. music behind it. Or here's it. some cello, or you know, yeah. yeah. And and I'm trying to keep doing that because I mean, it, it's stuff I'm doing anyway. Mm. It's for me the hard part is just overcoming the you know irrational anxiety. Mm. I mean that that you know what what is actual you know mental health you know where it's like. Mm. Why, why are you afraid to post it? I'm not mentally, mm-hmm. emotionally, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it's, I, I have those internal conflicts and mm-hmm. that, that slows it down. But in general, it's just, yeah. you know, try, trying to continue to keep putting it out there because it doesn't do any good yeah. on the hard drive, you know, yeah. <laughs> decomposing. So, <laughs> um, so, yeah, go find his yeah. stuff and let him know that you like his stuff so that he Always has less reasons <laughs> to emotionally be afraid to put it out. Oh, no, <laughs> it, it, yeah, no, just happy to know people liked it. And, you know, my kind of my only real goal at this point, you know, if to boil it out to a real, you know, thin thing is just... um if you know, if I can touch one person, you know, with a piece of music or a piece of visual mm-hmm. art or something, and give them one moment of happiness, curiosity, or you know, help, you know, I, you know, all the pieces that you know the artist wouldn't have never thought it would have helped me through mm-hmm. the times that I've you know lived through and everything. That yeah. it's just, I'd love to see, you know, just know that one person at any point in my career was truly, you know, touched by something and really appreciate it because yeah. that's, that's kind of the main reason I want to share things yeah. is, is just for that hope that one person gets helped, um, or enjoys it or anything else. Yeah. Um, 
Well, let's end it right yeah. there. Uh, Sounds good. <laughs> it's been uh, fun. So I'm Santiago Ramones. And I'm Jonathan Edwards. You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I have this podcast, which you can listen to on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, on uh, Stitcher. I recently found out that it's on Google Play, huh. uh, even though I didn't put it there. So I guess Google Play just like... Aggregates. Yeah, yeah. which is fine, because mm-hmm. cool, it's on more places. Yeah. But congratulations if you use Google Play to listen to podcasts. <laughs> you can listen to this on there, so uh-huh. you could dump whatever other thing that you were using to listen and do it on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, and I'm sure it's on lots of other avenues that I don't know about, but it probably gets aggregated to those things too. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. And I make music, which you can find also on my website. Uh, you can download my demo, Songs with Words, uh, which is for free, or you can pay however many money that you want to pay for that. And I always end my podcast with my three things. Those three things shape my life philosophy. philosophy. Uh, I barely ever mess this up, but sometimes it happens. Uh Love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong.